the best place to buy tires? Where's the best repair shop for my hybrid? Questions about your car? Drive into Dobbs. With more than 40 locations, our team of technicians will get the job done right the first time. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Cheap, cheap, fun, fun. Spring is in the air and Dirt Cheap is in your neighborhood ready to deliver the perfect drinks to your doorstep. That's right. All of Dirt Cheap's convenient locations now offer delivery of their wide selections of beers, wines, and all the spirits you need. And if you're like me, nothing hits better in the springtime than a nice weeded bourbon. Ask the friendly staff at Dirt Cheap about their selection of weeders like Maker's Mark, Larceny, and so many others. Download the Dirt Cheap app and order curbside or delivery. Have fun, but be careful out there. golf with jay delsing every sunday morning at nine here on 101 espn you may not be aware of it but jay delsing's dad jim was a major league player really good major league player and jay has a great fondness for baseball and he's a huge cardinal fan so i'm sure that as we go to the brown and crouppen celebrity line to welcome jay delsing into the conversation he's happy this morning because of a cardinal win how are you sir Good morning, guys. Oh, absolutely. Danny Mack is on my TV every time the Cardinals are on, and uh, uh, yeah, just terrific. Hey, Jay. Uh, thanks, by the way, and I'm I'm happy to put you to sleep. Um, your your dad, for people that don't know, as Randy said, played in the major leagues, but he has a uh, great connection to you know if you want to kind of do the Kevin Bacon thing here to the Dewitt family because of what happened with Eddie Goodell. And Eddie Goodell was a little person. And so Eddie Goodell, you know, played in that game with the Browns. And your dad has a great connection to that story. Does he not? He really does. So if we go way back, um, my dad was playing for the Yankees. They won the World Series in 1949. And Art Richmond was the general manager of the Yankees at the time, Danny. And he said, uh, they called him after the nap said, Jim, we'd really like you to play for the Yankees again next year. My dad said, well, hard. I'd love to play for the Yankees again. And we're going to pay you $5,000. And my dad said, wow, $5,000. Is that negotiable? Art And Art said, yeah, take it or leave it. <laughs> <laughs> and so he, he took it and wasn't getting to play because they had number five, you know, Joe DiMaggio playing center field for the Yankees. And he called my dad in and said, you're dying to play, aren't you? And he said, I am. And he goes, I'm going to trade you to one of the best baseball families in the world. You're going to St. Louis, and the DeWitts are going to take great care of you. And my dad's like, great. So they went to St. Louis, and uh, the DeWitts were terrific people. Um, Bill, Bill DeWitt, the current owner of the Cardinals, was the bad boy, Danny, the day that the Eddie Goodell situation took place. And none of the players knew about it. So it was the second game of a doubleheader. My dad had had a couple of hits in the, in the first game. And uh, I think Zach Taylor was the manager. And he said, Delsing, you're not playing. Sit over there. And I said, what'd you do, Dad? And he goes, I just sat over there and <laughs> just I did what I was told, you know. And and um, Bill DeWitt II took off his bat boy uniform and gave it to Eddie Goodell. And they all sat there while Eddie Goodell went out and – uh, I think he led the game off, guys. He did. And the, the the pitcher threw underhand. The catcher was on his knees, and they walked him on four pitches. And then, lo and behold, my dad was a pinch runner. Awesome. <laughs> that is so cool. That is so cool. And by the way, I should I should mention this. Um, that jersey, which is, is it one-eighth? One-eighth, yep. Yeah. That jersey is hanging in the Cardinals' 
Hall of Fame. It's a St. Louis Browns jersey, and the DeWitt family actually used to pass that jersey around on Halloween. And they then, you know, then all of a sudden um, collectibles became so big, mm-hmm. and they're like, well, who's got the jersey? I don't know if it's this cousin, that cousin, whatever. And it's a, it's a great, unbelievable piece of baseball history and sports history, and your dad is a great part of it. Fun fact, I don't know if, if this was at that time, but my grandpa was the other bat boy with Mr. DeWitt. Was he really? For the Cardinals and the Braves, yeah. yeah. That's pretty oh, awesome. that's unbelievable. <laughs> so here we are. We you all can't have get away from this stuff. No, kidding. <laughs> that's crazy. Hey, Jay, Jordan Spieth is playing really well. You think he's playing well enough so that he could contend next week at the Masters? Man, I do, Randy. He's. Uh, I, I have got a real fondness for this guy. I've had an opportunity to meet him a couple times, and he um, – I love him. He he just does and, and says some uh, so, so many of the right things, and it's great to see him coming back because a lot of times, you guys, you'll see players fall in this abyss and, you know, like Chip Beck and guys from my era, Ian Bigger Finch, and never come back to the players that they were. And he's, I think he's going to win. He's, he's going to win soon. And, and uh, he, boy, he gets fired up and, and knows those greens at Augusta well. And he's three off the pace. They're playing in Fort Worth this week, and he is tied with Hideki Vatsiyama and three behind Camilio Vijegas. So he's he, and he's been playing well for several months. I just I, I like him too. I love his game, and it is weird how it's just kind of fallen off and he's disappeared. To see him back in contending in tournaments like this is great. I just he seems to match up well with that course with Augusta National. Well, man, when you putt like like he does. You know, if 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 your putter's hot, you can you're going to win anywhere. You know, you saw what he did when he won the British Open. He's hitting balls over, you know, over the gorse bushes and all, all all sorts of stuff like that, and back into the fairway and knocking in forty and fifty footers all over the place. And so, um, yeah, he's he's one of my favorites. I, I love the fact that he's playing well. I really I really hope you know, we're watching Ricky Fowler go through some similar things. Now, not quite as bad and pronounced as what Jordan went through, but. Man, sometimes you guys, when you get playing bad, I remember I played bad a lot. And I can remember when, uh, before I knew it, I'd be on the front nine. I'd be like three over par every single week. I'm like, what the hell am I doing? You know, and it's a missed putt here. It's a bad bounce or it's a terrible shot and it goes out of bounds. And the next thing you know, you're like, damn, here I am again. Jay, I was reading this incredible piece at golf.com where they break down every hole at Augusta National and a different Masters champion breaks down every hole. It's a really, really great read. So I'm curious, what's your favorite hole at Augusta National? Oh, man, Michelle, that's a great question. When I first went to Augusta, I I just could not, first of all, I couldn't believe how gorgeous it was. Seriously, every blade of grass, is it's it's all the same color, the azalea bushes and all this thing, just beautiful. I, I think um, as a player, I'd really enjoy playing the par fives because they're they're so such risk reward. And um, but number twelve because it is the most benign looking hole you've ever seen in your life. You're like, here's a hundred and fifty yard par three. There's you, know, you see water as a player. You, the first thing you notice there's water there, but it's it doesn't look like it should ever come into play. And every single year. It comes into play. You know, when Tiger won in 2019, how many players hit it in the water with a nine iron? <laughs> Number 12, I know Kepka did and Poulter did. And uh, uh, there were four people, I think, Finau did. And so it is, um, uh, it's it's my favorite. But 
you guys, when you go to Augusta and you go to these grounds, it used to be an old nursery. It is absolutely spectacular. It's just beautiful. But everything, each time you go there, you notice something different about the hole. Uh, and it's almost every hole. You're like, oh, my gosh, I didn't know that, you know, if you miss that over there, that thing's going to, you know, run all the way back to the fairway. That happens a lot, like on the ninth. You'll see shots come up just a little bit short, and the ball will literally roll back 60 yards. It's, you know, there's still a lot of penal stuff like that on that golf course. It's just terrific. Jay, in the piece, they said that um, 12, even though it's 155 yards in length, it's rated the fourth most difficult hole there. Yeah, you know what else is uh, about that, Michelle? There's really, really tall pines uh, that kind of bank the back and the side. And for whatever reason, the wind swirls there. And maybe it's not nature. Maybe it's the members at Augusta National and they got a bunch of wind machines hitting up there or something. Because <laughs> I wouldn't put anything behind them. They're, you know, they, they're uh, sneaky like that. But, yeah, the, the, what happens is any shot that's slightly mishit to the right goes in the water. It just does. And they've also angled the green a little bit away from you there. So, you know, when we right-handed players miss hit a shot, especially a short iron, it's uh, usually out to the right and it doesn't carry far enough. And this is, your heart. Yeah, this is the best time of year, Jay. You got the NCAA tournament, baseball is back, and then Masters weekend. It's just incredible. I- I'm curious, how often do players go – when it's not Masters weekend and practice, like they they say, all right, I'm going to take this week off. I'm not going to play in this tournament. I want to go try out something at the Masters because of holes like 11, 12, or 13, and Amen Corner and those kind of things. And they say, I'm just going to go practice because it's a major and I want to go win. How, How often do they do that? Danny, really often, especially, you know, nowadays with so much data, everybody, it's really easy to find where your shortcomings are in your game. I mean, if you didn't know already because you're out there watching it, but a lot of players will specifically get hooked up with their coach and say, man, I am not driving the ball at all, and I've got to work on hitting this thing a little bit right to left so I can handle, you know, X, Y, and Z holes. It happens It happens all the time. It's um the, the game has gotten so crazy specific, you guys, and so uh, broken down, for lack of a better term, that, that it's, I mean, when you don't do something well, it's so glaring when you're looking at your stats and going over with, you know, everybody's got a team now. So they have a sports psychologist and a physical fitness guy and a swing guy and a, you know, I don't know, yoga instructor. I don't, we didn't, that's what, I don't know. They, they, it's, it's, it's really gotten specific. So that's a really good point, Danny, because they will do that a lot. You know, I, I've been practicing for the masters. So if you want to take me down there, um, just let me know and I'll be available. So whenever you want to <laughs> yeah. go, uh, I've been really working on my game. I think we get to play uh, tomorrow, right about two o'clock, maybe two thirty, right Sweet. about when first first pitch comes. So I, don't know if can make <laughs> I can't it. make it. Okay, I got gotcha. you. <laughs> Thanks. Hey Jay, who do you have on the show on Sunday? Oh, I got our our buddy Brad Thompson. We Love had it. such a great interview, you guys. And uh, next week, I got the great one, Wayne Gretzky. I can't wait to uh, talk to to Wayne and uh, DJ and talk about dj and some of the other things that have happened in but brad thompson you guys i gotta tell you quickly talks about his seven-year-old he's giving his seven-year-old lessons and brad says he's just a horrible golfer with a terrific slice and his son goes dad you're not holding the club the right way your hands need to go on this way and so brad's out in his backyard hitting balls with his son he's like damn son you're right this is working great 
He, he told me the same thing. He came into the booth uh, last week. We were doing a spring training game, or two weeks ago, whatever it was. And he said, yeah, my son's giving me lessons. And I was talking about my kids playing golf. And he said, he corrected my swing, and he's seven. <laughs> he, he changed my grip. He said, it's awesome. So that's great. That's I, I can't wait for it. Great. Yeah, it's terrific. And I think he said, I can't wait for him to go get another lesson. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Jay, have a great weekend. Thanks for taking the time with us. You guys, too. Enjoyed it. We'll be tuned into Jay Delsing, Golf with Jay Delsing, Sunday morning, 9 to 10 here on 101 ESPN. Will you and everyone you work with lose their minds if you don't use Upwork to bring in more talent to help? Yep. Can you afford to spend months finding that talent the old-fashioned way? Nope. Can you hire them in seconds on Upwork? Yep. Is it complicated? Nope. Can you have them as long as you need? Yep. Longer than you need? Nope. Is Upwork a newer, better way to work? Yep. Is this commercial over? Nope. What about now? Yep. Upwork. This is how we work now. Your plans? Today it's dinner with the parents at your spot. We gotta come back here. Now, their spot. Or you're on the edge of your seat at the game. Come on, just one time. And it's the one. Or maybe you're catching the next flight to... Now boarding flight 1850. Oh, that's you. The choice is yours. And when you're with Amex, it's not if it's going to happen, but when. American Express. Don't live life without it. 